What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports, or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Igus, and welcome back, everybody, as the divisional round of the NFL playoffs have officially finished, so we're going to be getting into our recap of all four games. So without further ado, let's get it. So, as I said, the divisional round games are finished, concluded, we can move on, but it starts to get to that point of the playoffs where I really am just going to be rambling because I got to fill up the time because I only get to talk about four games and the next week I only get to talk about two. So I have to talk about four games. It's got to be somewhere between 15 and, and 30 minutes. So I may talk a lot about a specific game in general just know that I'm mostly just rambling on because I really only want to talk about football today uh, considering how exciting the games were over the weekend even though they weren't the closest games they were still fun let's talk first about this year's divisional round versus last year's divisional round last year's divisional round if you're asking me was the greatest divisional round of all time you had the Bengals and the Titans game, which was back and forth all game. You had no idea who was going to win. Logan Wilson comes up with a huge interception. One play, the Bengals get a 52-yard game winning as the clock is going down to zero field goal to win the game. Then you had the Rams versus the Bucks game. Rams on a crazy drive after a crazy comeback by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A crazy comeback. They drive, have a huge play by Cooper Cup that sets up a game-winning field goal as the clock expires. Then you add the Packers versus the 49ers. 49ers going in as huge underdogs against a Packers team that was the number one seed. And special teams destroys the game for the Packers. Game-winning field goal as time expires for the 49ers. Then finally you had maybe the greatest playoff game of all time in the Bills versus Chiefs game that was back and forth, touchdown after touchdown, the final two minutes of the game. Obviously, the Chiefs find a way to score with 13 seconds left. And then, of course, the controversial overtime Chiefs win and obviously score that ended up changing the rules of overtime in the NFL. This year, let's get into a game by game, not nearly as exhilarating. The first game you had, divisional weekend, was between the number one seeded Kansas City Chiefs and the number four seeded Jacksonville Jaguars. Last year, there was a 1v4 matchup, and that was the Titans versus the Bengals. Was a great game. This game had its points where it looked really good. Obviously, some of that may have been due to the momentum swift shift towards the Jags when Mahomes got injured, gave him a little bit more confidence, I think. But this game ended 27-20 for the Chiefs, and there was real no point of this game where I thought the Jags were playing significantly better football, if that makes sense. They had a lot of opportunities where their defense looked like it was murking the Chiefs' offense, but the offense was never capitalizing, so it never felt like they were playing as a more complete team than the Chiefs. Their offense looked good in the first half, and their defense didn't look great. Then in the second half, their defense showed up and their offense didn't. 
that was the issue with this game. The Jaguar, the Jaguars were very inconsistent, and they had problems like that in the season as well. The Chiefs continuously are consistent, uh, and I mean that just speaks for itself with what I just said right there. Uh, so yes, they win this game 27 to 20. Let's get into the stats for it. Trevor Lawrence, he didn't have a bad game, but it just it it wasn't good enough to put up any type of fight against the Chiefs. And, and you do need to kind of play your A game to out quarterback Patrick Mahomes, or at least do good enough to beat his team. So Trevor Lawrence was 24 for 39. He had 217 yards uh, through the air. He also rushed for 26 yards. He threw one touchdown early in the game and one interception that honestly, no, it did. It literally did seal the game and end it. It was a great interception by the Chiefs indeed. Um... Listen, yeah, like I said, you got to play your A game when you're against Patrick Mahomes. He didn't. He played it like a C plus, B minus type game. And that's just not going to cut it when you're going up against the, the MVP of this year. Uh, on the running game, they weren't horrible. Uh, they had over 100 yards as a team. ETN had 62 yards and a touchdown. And that's only on 10 carries. If you're asking me, I know their offense didn't have the most opportunities but the way ETN played against the Chargers last weekend and the way he started off and continuously played against the Chiefs today, he should have gotten way more opportunities than 10 carries. The man was balling all out to begin the playoffs and just didn't give him enough opportunities. And it's because you trusted yourself through the air and you were playing behind the entire game. Uh, Zay Jones had five receptions for 83 yards. Kirk, seven receptions for 52 yards and a great touchdown. It... It was a game where I thought the Jags, if they did one thing right or capitalized on one mistake by the Chiefs, they could have won this game, but they weren't able to. Uh, and you know what? It's kind of got to be thankful as well to Chad Henney. So Patrick Mahomes obviously had a Patrick Mahomes game. Even though it's not the most yardage, he threw for 195. He had two touchdowns and zero interceptions and only eight incompletions out of 30 attempts. Chad Henney did one drive went like 98 yards 92 it was more than 90 yards across the field went five for seven 23 yards and threw a touchdown on that drive not to mention on the ground they had about as many yards as the jags did they had over 100 uh and travis kelsey is a monster uh there has really only been one team in the nfl that has been able to clamp down travis kelsey and that is indeed the team they're playing in the bengals uh, but he had 14 catches and it was for 98 yards. He, you should have way more than 98 yards on, on 14 catches, but that shows he just gets these little chunks and it, and it just continuously keeps going and they eventually score a touchdown as he had two of them. Uh, and everybody outside of that had under 40 yards in the game. Travis Kelsey is the guy you need to stop. I'm sorry. I, I know a lot of announcers and analysts talk about like, even if you stop Kelsey, they have Juju, they have Kadarius Tony, they have Marquez Valdez canceling. I'm really not worried about any of those people. If I'm truly being honest with myself, if I'm being real, I'm re I would be glad to lose a game letting it be decided by Juju Smith-Schuster and Kadarius Tony more than getting beat by Travis Kelsey. And they have a running game now too. I trust myself against that more than allowing Travis Kelsey to play his game and be comfortable. Because if you let him do that, it's definitely over. 
you're not beating Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey when they're able to play the way they want to play. And that's what the Jags allowed them to do. That's what you hope, if you're a Bengals fan or rooting for the Bengals, that they are able to do is get them out of their comfort zone for their next game. Patrick Mahomes did suffer a high ankle sprain. If you don't know the severity of that, you definitely can't fully heal in a week. Uh, that is just a fact. So even though he probably is going to play in this game and he's not going to be like limping like he was against the Jags, Patrick Mahomes is not going to be 100% for this game. And I'll tell you, I am still very scared of an 80 to 90% healthy Patrick Mahomes. That is still one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. But he's not going to be playing to his fullest potential uh, this Sunday. But we'll have to see how it goes. The Kansas City Chiefs are moving on to their fifth straight AFC Championship game. We won't talk about how they only have one Super Bowl to show for it. But they're moving on to their fifth in a row. That's got to be absolutely an accomplishment in itself. You know, I know I put a slight diss in there. But truly, the Chiefs are a dynasty. And that needs to be remembered, I think, for a long time. Then we move on to the second game. And, uh, yeah, the uh, the Eagles destroyed destroyed the Giants. It, it was not even close. I wasn't expecting it to be close. Uh, it was my lock of the week. I, I believe it was either the Chiefs or the Eagles. Uh, so either were right. But I did. I, I do think I picked the Eagles as my lock of the week. Um, and so the Eagles played amazing. They looked like they could literally beat anybody in the NFL and made the Vikings loss look even worse somehow. Uh... The Giants, look, they could just never really get anything going, and you know what it came down to? The passing game. This is a good running team. They're really good. Saquon Barkley only had nine carries and had 61 yards. Imagine if he had more. Daniel Jones, 24 yards on the ground. Matt Breida, 23 yards on the ground, and their sole touchdown. In the receiving game, one person had over two receptions this game. And that was Richie James. I can't even tell you one thing that he did this year. But he had seven catches for 51 yards. That's not even a good average. Uh, if the Giants go out and they get some type of weapons. It doesn't even have to be this all-star type player. If they just go out and did what the Jags did last season. And get these guys that are pretty good. Like, like Christian Kirk. Who was just barely a wide receiver. 1-2 on an average team. If you go out and get a set of those guys, whew, you're dangerous. You're dangerous. Because of that defense and that offensive line, you're dangerous. Uh, but the Eagles, let's talk about the Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts, He's. we all know he's not a crazy passing quarterback. He's not going to blow you away with the passing stats. He was 16 for 24, 154 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell had over 100 yards rushing off of 12 carries. He had a touchdown. Miles Sanders, uh, unfortunate. I, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be out for the rest of the playoffs. Or at least he is going to have a lot of carries taken away when he does play or if he does play uh, for the rest of the playoffs. Because even though he had 90 yards, everybody else is just rushing just like him on this team. Rushing just as well. 
and he's really not getting the credit for it. Jalen Hurts had 34 yards and a touchdown rushing. Boston Scott had 32 yards and a rushing touchdown. So we know this is a run first team. So I really, really don't see the point of Miles Sanders on this team because he's a really, really high quality running back and he's not getting the carries like he should. Like if I'm truly like genuinely, I think this is a 20 plus carry type guy. Like this is the guy you kind of depending on the team he's on because he's on a team with Jalen Hurts. If he was on a team with like Baker Mayfield or or Ryan Tannehill, like in Derrick Henry's situation, this guy gets 20 plus carries and and he is the offense. But obviously in in this system, they like to share the load running the ball. Jalen Hurts is able to throw the ball to his great receivers in Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, and AJ Brown, who all had some catches. Goddard and Smith both had a touchdown this game. They fired on all cylinders this game. Uh, which was not a surprise to me. I expected them to win this game, maybe not by 31 points, because uh, I kind of expect all playoff games to be kind of close. Uh, and really, none of them were this weekend, if I'm being truly honest with myself. Uh, but this one was obviously the biggest of blowouts. The Eagles are moving on. They're going to be facing the 49ers uh, at home in Philly for the NFC Championship game. I think... Uh, and I'll get into at the end, the four teams that are left, uh, the Chiefs, Bengals, 49ers, and Eagles, I think they are the four best teams in the NFL. Uh, there's a very, very big argument, and we're about to talk about the game for the Bills, but I think the four teams that should be there, talent roster-wise, are there. But let's talk about that Sunday afternoon game between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. I talked about this game a lot. I talked about my feelings as I am a Bengals fan. Obviously, though, there is a huge brothership with the Bills and, and love for them. You know, we sent them to the playoffs years ago. I was at the game. We we all had to handle the unfortunate events of De DeMar Hamlin. And so these two teams, there's going to be no hard feelings. Even though there's some smack talking and we're all very aware of of the competitiveness of football. Uh, there's still love between these two teams. Putting that aside, let's talk about the game. The Bills did not come to play this game. And I mean that with all the respect possible, they they just didn't come to play. They The kickoff started and Cincinnati threw a punch and they just went down. Uh, there was moments where it looked like it could possibly be a game. It, it would come within seven. Uh, and then, then it would just fly away and it just never came back for Buffalo. Uh, and you know what? It was because Josh Allen wanted to play some hero ball and you look at the stats and you can just kind of tell 25 for 42. That's not a, that's not a good split. Uh, that's what that's 17 incompletions compared to 25 completions. That's not a good split. 265 yards, zero touchdowns passing, and an interception. That's three total interceptions and two games of the playoffs for Josh Allen. Not pretty. Then in the rushing game, he was the leading rusher with 26 yards, and he had the most carries. I mean, given they were playing from behind the entire game, so there was a lot of passing needed to be done, but you got to run the ball a little bit. And when you're 
running back number one has six carries and your RB2 has five and your quarterback has eight, I think that shows that somebody is taking the ball into their hands a little too much. Although we did have a rushing touchdown, given that it was a one-yard quarterback sneak rushing touchdown. Uh, on the receiving side, uh, Singletary had five catches for 38 yards. Most of them were just little uh, backwards passes, screens. Uh, Dawson Knox had five receptions for 65 yards. Most of it just off of one chunk play. And Khalil Shakir, two receptions, 40 yards. Each of them were 20 yards exactly. And they were both very important catches. Uh, but sadly didn't really lead to anything. And then you have the R WR1 and the WR2. Stephon Diggs, four receptions for 35 yards. We all know about the frustration that he had after the game, and he finally come out and spoke. And, and, and you know what? I agree with him with all the stuff he said. It's like, how can you not be expected to be upset? Now, maybe don't go to the lengths that he did with the, like, babyish baby, baby type of attitude of just leaving the locker room or not speaking to anyone uh but he got clamped up and and that's understandable to be upset uh because he didn't play well the bills didn't play well uh and there can be a lot to blame but really at the end of the day you guys just didn't perform and and that's what needs to get realized uh, and Gabe Davis, two catches for 34 yards. And once again, one of it was really off of just one big chunk play. And so, yeah, I I didn't see anybody outside of Stefan Diggs here have that same type of reaction. So while I do agree that it is a game and you can be upset by it and you, and you can have reactions, uh, I don't believe to that extent you can have those reactions. But let's talk about the winning side of things. The Bengals, Joe Burrow, 23 for 36. Still not the greatest splits, but he started off super hot. Uh, 242 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. What did I say? At the end of the day, uh, what was going to decide this game was the mistakes. And the Bills made a lot of mistakes, and the Bengals made zero. Uh, and that was just carelessness with the ball on the Bills' side. Joe Burrow... Unless he's playing against the Steelers for some reason. The man just doesn't throw interceptions. Uh, and that's what makes him one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. On the running game, pretty impressive as well. Joe Mixon, 20 carries. I'm telling you, once he gets enough carries, he can really chug through. 105 yards. Uh, the classic Joe Mixon type playoff game here. And a touchdown. Averaging 5 yards per carry. Uh, and Samaji P. Ryan on only seven carries had 33 yards. That's averaging over 4.5 uh, on the day. And Joe Burrow even himself had 31 yards rushing, which was more than Josh Allen. Just saying. Uh, Jamar Chase continuously, look, he, he's got a lot of weapons around him. Jamar Chase is not going to be an over 100-yard reception guy. He had five receptions for 61 yards, but let's look at this. Hayden Hurst had five receptions. Samaji Piran had five receptions. T. Higgins had three. Nixon had two. The ball is getting spread around on this team. So obviously, Jamar is not going to be expected to get 100 yards every game when you got to pass the ball to Higgins, Hurst, Boyd, Piran, Nixon, uh, and, and even Irwin. Uh, so Jamar and Hayden Hurst both had a touchdown this game. This was, uh, this was a showing by the Bengals. 
that they they are here to stay and they are not gonna go down easily and they are they have now entered the tier of the bills and the chiefs in the afc of the favorites to make the super bowl year in year out and they've proven that it's not a one-year fluke uh but let's talk about the dallas cowboys and the 49ers the one game that i wrongfully predicted during this weekend and and in all fairness i did say if the cowboys don't play like they did on monday night they're going to lose this game that was kind of my whole point is they have a lot of problems with consistency ta-da uh they have a lot of problems with consistency they looked spectacular against the bucks what was the one thing that was consistent between the bucks game and the 49ers game it was the kicking um missed an extra point uh geez uh Brett Mayer, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, think about another career, though. <laughs> uh, I'm joking, though. The The Dallas Cowboys do lose this game 19-12. Their last drive of the game was, uh, was pitiful, to say the least. Uh, especially that last play. Zeke got ran over. No even attempt by the wide receiver to do any type of lateral. Just got tackled immediately. And ended the game. Dak did not play well. Uh, 23 carries for 37 yards, 206 yards, sorry, 23 for 37 on attempts, uh, 206 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Tony Pollard broke his leg, uh, in the middle of this game, and that kind of destroyed the Cowboys as well, if I'm being honest. I don't know if that wins them the game if they have him in, but it obviously did do a lot to their offense, because Zeke had 10 carries and only 26 yards. Uh, Pollard didn't get off to a great start when he was playing. He had six carries for 22 yards. Uh, and then Dak only had four rushes, uh, for 22 yards. So the running game, the, really the source of their offense because of injuries and also because of production just never got going in this game and never got the chance to get going. Really the only thing good about this Cowboys offense was CD Lamb who had 10 receptions for 117 yards. Outside of that, Schultz had a touchdown, but he only had 27 yards on five receptions. That's not great. So CD had a great game. Uh, outside of that, I can't say anything good about the Dallas Cowboys in this game. They were absolutely abysmal. Here's the problem, though. The 49ers weren't great themselves. Uh, they only scored 19 points. Their defense really carried them to this victory. Brock Purdy didn't play horrible. He still is the weakest link of the final four remaining quarterbacks. I, I don't care what all of you writers, uh, and that's with an R, say about Brock Purdy. He's 19 for 29, 215 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions on the game. In the running game, that's how they've kind of been playing the whole season. Elijah Mitchell, 14 carries, 51 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 10 carries, 35 yards, a touchdown. Nothing spectacular but still impressive. George Kittle, though, five receptions, 95 yards, pretty good game. Everybody else outside of Christian McCaffrey had a over over 10-yard average. Debo Samuel, four, yard, four receptions for 45 yards. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, two receptions for 26 yards. Juan Jennings, two receptions, 26 yards. Overall 10-yard averages. And then obviously McCaffrey had six receptions for 22 yards. The defense won them this game. 
and that's kind of gotta be scary especially going up the team that you just saw in the Eagles who just scored 38 points on a very good Giants defense uh, and also limited the Giants to seven yards so the 49ers look when they play at their best just like the Dallas Cowboys when they play at their best they're the best team in football if they come out and play like they did here uh, against the Dallas Cowboys the Eagles are going to beat up on them but that is the divisional games uh, let's go in we're not going to go into my predictions for the championship games like my true deep dive we're just going to be my predictions for the rest of the playoffs so we have three games total left uh, we have the championship games and we have the Super Bowl so let's start on the NFC side we got the 49ers and the Eagles who do I want to win this game? I'm rooting for the 49ers, and I put that in my latest TikTok. So if you want to go ahead and check that out, it's Rookie Ball Podcast on TikTok and on Twitter and on Instagram and on Snapchat. I'm on all the socials. It's all at Rookie Ball Podcast. But let's talk about the NFC. I'm rooting for the 49ers. Do I think they're going to win? No. Um, I have not seen anything from the Eagles to tell me that they are not the best team in football and I'm sorry that I have to be the only one to say that but sure their schedule was easy this year yes that's true did they still have the best record in football yes that's also true is Jalen Hurts an MVP candidate this season yes even not playing all the games he is still an MVP candidate this year did they just beat a divisional round opponent that deserved to be there 38 to 7 absolutely is one of their losses when Jalen Hurts was injured and not playing yes the Eagles all around if their team is healthy which it looked like it was against the Giants if they're healthy and they play at their best which they consistently have there is no inconsistency in this team they're the best team in football so I got the Eagles. I got the Eagles winning that, but we won't go position by position on that. Then in the AFC, you have the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Bengals, 3-0 against them in the last year in 2022, and they have all the momentum in the world. Patrick Mahomes is dealing with a high ankle sprain. He's not going to be at 100%. He couldn't beat them when he was at 100% with a better team. The Bengals, I really think, are going to win this game. And... And I'm sorry if that sounds biased, but I feel like a lot of people are doing the same. I just think the Bengals are better. They're on a high. They're riding momentum, and I don't think the Chiefs are. I think the Chiefs feel very insecure about themselves right now. I, they only beat the Jaguars by seven. So at the time, that game looked very impressive. It, it looked like they played well, but then the Bengals came out and beat the Bills by 17. Uh, so I got the Bengals. Uh, and then in the Super Bowl, I have the Bengals and the Eagles. And the, the Eagles are a more complete team. But from the beginning, and in all of my videos, I said the Bengals were going to win the Super Bowl. And they're only two games away from doing it now. So I got to stick with it. I got the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. I do think the Eagles are a more complete team. But if you're just asking me off a of feeling, off my gut, and probably my heart as well, I got the Bengals winning the Super Bowl. And that is my predictions without going too in-depth because my predictions and position-by-position position matchups 
will be for Friday's episode of the AFC and NFC Championship game. So I cannot wait to see you guys for the predictions of those games and after to talk about them. So I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week, and I will catch you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here!